Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, Dr. Dan here. Thanks for joining me today on Doc Talk. We're at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. My guest, Dr. Jen Schleining. We're going to have a great show talking about how to put chains on the calves when you pull them and what can go wrong and how you can fix those calves if it does. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Folks, Dr. Jen Schleining. She is the Armbrust Professor of Veterinary Medicine here at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine and she's also a food animal surgeon and Lastly, she went to veterinary school with me, so we have sworn that none of those stories will be uh, shared on this episode. Right. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a wealth of information for all of you that raise cattle. Uh, you need to look uh, Dr. Sliding up on the website, and we really appreciate everything that you do for our industry. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So we're going to talk about calving. We are. It doesn't seem like it's all that far away, but time goes fast. So where we're going to start today is I want to discuss how to correctly put chains on. When you get to that situation, your cow's having just a little bit of trouble, might need a little bit of assistance. Um, we're just going to walk through how to do that, first of all. Here we have Snowflake and Frosty. Thanks, Frosty. You're a good girl. Um, to help, help us demonstrate how to do this correctly. A lot of people worry, should I use chains or should I use straps? And really, it's not really going to make that much of a difference as long as you use them properly and put them on correctly. So to start with, we'll start out with the chain. A lot of the calving problems that we see um, after a dystocia management with the calf uh, could be related to how the chains were put on. So we're just making a loop. You want to put that loop up above the fetlock and you can see here we've got the the ring of that chain where it's nice and snug up against the skin and then we're going to do a half hitch that comes down around our pastern joint like this and the reason that we want this chain to go down the front of this uh, fetlock is because you can see from the side as I put tension on that it's causing the leg to bend where it's got your natural joints. What I'm gonna do now is I'm going to switch this around. So you can see as we're putting this on backwards, we're gonna put that chain down the back of the leg. And what I want you to see is as I pull on that, see how that makes the leg extend. And then what happens is it puts a lot of pressure up here at the growth plate. And in newborn calves, that growth plate is not very strong. And it'll pop that growth plate off. We'll look at some x-rays of that here a little bit later. The one, well, the one nice thing about the chain that the strap doesn't give the advantage of is yep. when you take your handles, and I'll grab one of those from you, yep. there are times that, that you want your handle here nice and close to the calf. But it also gives you the option when you have to put a calf jack on that you can put this back a little further and get you a little extra room. Gotcha. When we have the strap, I'll have you hold that again. Yep. Thank you. One of the nice things about the strap, though, is that 
when you go to put this on, you can appreciate that maybe that pressure is distributed just a little bit more evenly and you aren't going to have nearly the, the um, problems you might have with a chain. And you can see here how we slip that on and then, but you only have that much room to work with. So putting your chains and your straps on is really important um, to help prevent injuries to the legs. Perfect. Folks, thanks for watching Doc Talk. More with Dr. Slining after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Dr. Jen Slining, who is the armbrist professor of veterinary medicine and is a food animal veterinary surgeon. And we just talked to you all about putting the chains on correctly. And, and now we're going to talk about when things go wrong if you don't do it correctly. Right. So I've got a few x-rays here to show um, our listeners and our viewers. This is a front leg of a newborn calf. And what we're looking at here, this is the fetlock. This is his little knee sitting up here. And you can see that the bone is very clearly broken here. And this is a very common injury for them to have. This is right where that chain goes. And, um, and so when that abnormal pressure, you pull too hard, there's just not enough room to have the calf. This is the result of that. And you can see And if you just get the loop above the fetlock without that second half yeah, hitch. Yeah, without that second half hitch, that really predisposes them to that because you don't have any pressure distribution from having that, that half hitch there. If we look at it from the front, you can see here right at that growth plate, it just popped that growth plate off. And so this is something that it's important to address it right away. Um, we can talk about that here after a little while but um, probably one of the more, more common things. The good news is calves are young. As long as the blood supply to the leg is good, these will heal really fast huh. uh, with just a cast. And um, so that's the good news. About so you can just cast like an injury like this, put, pop it back into place, put yeah. a cast on it, and, and we're gonna talk they, more about the cast here mm -hmm. in a minute. Yep, and they typically do pretty well with it. Um, but let's talk about what goes wrong. Let's say you have a breach. Uh -huh. birth and the calf's coming backwards and this is another area where we see some fairly frequent um, injuries to the back legs where they can't quite get up or they uh, quote unquote dock the calf walks funny mm -hmm. um, and can't really stand up straight and what we're looking at here so this is the pelvis of a calf and we have both femurs here's the hip joints here this is a normal x-ray and you can see that our femurs are sitting right into the, the hip joint. These lines right here, again, are growth plates. And this is a very common place that if there's too much traction when they're coming backwards, they'll pop these growth plates off. Or um, conversely, what they'll do, this is just another look at one of those socket joints of the hip. The other thing that can happen is that when you pull too hard, you can see here, it's oh, not yeah. sitting down there anymore. And now the head of the femur is sitting right up here. There's a ligament that holds the femur into that hip joint. And then when that breaks, it causes it to get popped out of joint. Another common thing for backwards calves, unfortunately, is that we can get breaks along the growth plate of the femur. And this is down by the stifle joint. Here's your hip again. And the thing that makes femur fractures so complicated is that you can see most time there's so much muscle mass over the top of those. They've got one end pointing north and one end pointing south and um, they don't 
meet in the middle very well, as you can see here. So it can be fairly complicated to get those back together. And then additionally, wow. uh, a lot of times to get those to stay back together, we have to use some fairly expensive implants um, or some other creative methods of keeping those bones together because they're really soft. Wow. So making sure you have the chains applied appropriately. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about how we heal these calves and some things you can do to prevent some of these injuries from happening. You're watching Doc Talk, and we appreciate it. Folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here at Iowa State University with Dr. Jen Slining, and we are in their clinical skills laboratory, and we've been talking about how to put chains on appropriately, things that can go wrong. And now, if we do have something go wrong, like you mentioned, luckily, we can fix it. Yeah, we've got some options, you bet. And one of the mo most common ways to treat fractures, obviously calves are young, they heal quickly, we can confine them a little bit, a cast oftentimes is all it needs. It depends a little bit on what bone is broken. Uh, if it's really high on the leg, a cast might not be the best choice. But when it's the lower leg, casting is, is by far the easiest, it's most economical, but there's a few things that have to happen after your vet leaves the farm um, that need to happen to make sure that we have a good outcome. So what I have here is, um, this is just a, a cast that, that we've put on and taken off for, um, for the purposes of, of showing. Cast material is something that we put on wet, and as it dries, you can see it makes it a really hard substrate. And what this is going to do is keep that bone in alignment. The vet is probably gonna put some padding in under this, but you can imagine if you've had a cast on before, yeah. imagine you probably broke a few bones in your life. I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> th this, not only does it keep you from moving, but it can be a little bit of, um, it kind of prevents your movement such that it, it bothers you. You can't really walk around the way you want to or use your arm the way you want to. And the same is, is for calves, especially if you have a young calf that hasn't stood up yet and you call your vet a couple days later, the calf hasn't figured out how to stand up. You put a cast on the leg, they can't bend it. Then they might have some, some mental hurdles to get over and, and might need some help. But the one thing this tough cast material can also cause is cast sores. And okay. so for that reason, we want to confine the cow-calf pair. Hopefully he's got a nice mama that lets you in there with him if he's needing help getting up. And uh, so that we don't have those cast sores. If the cast is not tight, we get movement within the cast and then we have cast sores right where the fracture line is. Um, and so that can be a little bit problematic too. And so when, when we come out to the farm and, and put one of these on or you bring a calf into the hospital, we send you home and say, confine them. We don't mean put them in the small 10 acre pasture. <laughs> We're talking about put them in a small pen by themselves where they can get up, get down. They're easy if they need a little bit of assistance. They're gonna wear one of these for probably four weeks. Depending on how well the calf is doing, the faster they grow, we might have to take this off after three weeks because it's getting too tight. But that fracture isn't quite done healing yet and we might have to put another one so on. So you might have to put two. Yeah, tests. yep. And every patient is a little bit different. Every bone heals just a little bit differently at a different rate. Um, but a, a cast is, is by far the... But you can use these on lower limb for fractures. You can use mm -hmm. them for that growth plate. Uh, break, yeah. break. Um, yeah. Multiple different reasons. You bet. Great. Well, folks, get your veterinarian on the farm. Always work with your local veterinarian. 
on when you have an issue like this so that you can heal the calf, get things moving right. There are remedies to getting this, these calves fixed. Mm -hmm. And when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about when to call that vet. Right. Really important stuff. Thanks to Dr. Jen for being here on the show. Thanks to Iowa State for hosting us. More after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Jen Schleining. She's the Armbrust Professor of Veterinary Medicine here at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, where she serves as a food animal surgeon. And we had a great show today and lots of practical information that producers and, and ranchers could use. But the one thing we always as veterinarians, you know, I wish you would have called me sooner. Right. You know, that thing <laughs> yeah. that comes out. So talk to me a little bit about when you want people to call you as a veterinarian or, mm -hmm. or call their local veterinarian to, to yeah. get some assistance. Yeah, I, I think it's in our nature really to see, you know what, just a little dumpy today, let's give it a little bit of banamine, see how it turns out tomorrow. These situations where these, these newborn calves, where the calf doesn't stand up right away, you need to call your vet sooner than later. And really, I don't think every, anyone has ever chastised an owner for calling too soon. And, um, and in these cases, it might make the difference between having something that you can work with and something that you can't. Especially in the case of um, these hip joints that are out of place, those can be fairly easily reduced or that hip joint put back in place, but it has to be within 12 hours to have the best chance of that thing staying gotcha. in there without having other sorts of internal fixation that really you know, gets a little expensive. Um, but even with fractures, if those go unstabilized and you have a leg that's um, kind of flopping around, it can damage the blood supply to the distal limb. And so if you don't have a blood supply below the fracture, obviously it's not going to heal. Right. You're going to have some problems that way. And so the sooner that we can intervene in those instances, the better off we're going to be. But the other reason that it's so important too, um, and I learned this the hard way early on in practice, is that... Um, a calf that can't get up doesn't get colostrum. And so if it's a day or two until we get the phone call, well now not only do you have a broken leg, but you have a calf that doesn't have immunity. And so they're already way behind the eight ball and they don't have that colostrum, they're gonna have infection and it just increases your morbidity and decreases the risk or decreases the chances that you're gonna have a successful outcome. So probably wanna give that calf colostrum yeah. And, and then worry about the leg. Yeah. Type of. Yep. Or in fact, hey, here's an idea. Call me. You give the colostrum <laughs> while I'm on my way. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's a lot of times too when, when we, we think there's a calf that we can pull and, and you know, we're, mm -hmm. it's not something we're doing as a producer on a day-to-day -day basis, but practitioners are seeing the most difficult cases right. day in and day out. And just the chance of survivability and, and the opportunity exists, and that's why those people live in your community. Right, absolutely. And so anytime that you can get a veterinarian in on the, the process, the sooner the better, and the better chance you're gonna have a positive outcome. Well, sure appreciate you being on the show, appreciate your friendship and, and all that you do for veterinary medicine. Thanks, I'm happy to do it. Great. Folks, Dr. Jen Schleining, she's the Armbrust Professor of Veterinary Medicine and is a food animal surgeon here at Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Remember, always work with your local veterinarian. 
And if you want to know more about what we do on the show, you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson. Thanks for joining us on the road today at Iowa State University, and I'll see you down the road. Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. It's the drive, the passion, the unbridled desire to be the world's greatest. It's the early mornings, late nights, and every hour in between spent grooming the next generation of champions. We're with you through the best times and the tough times. Seeing your horses through inevitable health scares and setbacks you never saw coming. Everything they deserve is here, delivered fast. We'll work hard for you so you can work hard for your dreams.